Good evening, everyone. Welcome to tonight's show. Tonight, uh, I'm going to call it a preview show because we are not having any FPL games, but let's call it welcome to tonight's show. As usual, every football fan is sad when there's an international break. Every football fan, apart from Central African Republic, that's upset Nigeria. We'll come to that later. So I would like I would like us to introduce ourselves. Lord Marshall, welcome to the show. Uh very often all. Um like say, yeah, it's good to be here, Sha. Any any day doing the podcast is always good to be there. So we have arguments only at Manchester United. Uh yeah, surely. <laughs> this will be the fifth time in a row now. So, I'm on this week. You are getting there. Udo, the semi Arsenal fan, welcome to the show. Roger. Yes, boss. You're welcome to the show. Fellow Barcelona fan, how are you? How are you holding up? Have you want? Have, do you want to kill yourself yet? Kill myself, Ken. Okay. No, I'm on cruise like this. My club, I'm a, I'm a clown new president. They do me wrong to me. <laughs> the hardcore Arsenal fan. Chine, welcome to the show. Ah, my village people are great now. I'm Arsenal fan. When when they don't believe, I believe. Yes. Yes, yeah, yeah. Good to be here, guys. It's been a while. Very good to be here. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. So, we'll kick today off with um, Aswani Asna fan, a uh, seasonal Asna fan. Welcome to the show. It's fun, just now. God of mercy. See, there is no there is no true Arsenal fan out there except that's a guarantee. Okay. I'm born and Chini. ready. Okay. Sorry, what did you say, brother? Okay, Chini, you, you are here? Okay, that's oh. what the put of us. I agree that's one Arsenal fan. Chris, JJ is more of a fan than you are. Shut up. There's nobody. I am I am like I am like I am like the Spartans when it comes to Arsenal fans. I am one of the understand? The chosen ones. The Spartans. I know the Greek. Yes. Let me say. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the international break. It's sad that with football, the real football, not so like real football is something great. So we can't wait to get back to this next week. But for now, let's enjoy this good evening. Okay. Welcome. Welcome to the show. So I have I have some questions. I would like us to uh brute. We will just touch a little bit of club football before we talk about the international friendly. So just want us to air our views about a few things happening. For example, Newcastle takeover has happened. This the Newcastle takeover we've been talking about throughout last season has actually happened. 
and it's happening in a time where they actually need it because without this i i was tipping newcastle for location so uh marshall what do you think do you think next come next season we'll be seeing newcastle as a threat to the league just as Man city did um well i think first thing first with uh, newcastle um I think they are yes, just like the news we got earlier, they will be looking to change their head coach. And now this the thing Newcastle can actually decide to just rush into the market and start buying top stars because um, I don't think that strategy will be very effective for them. So I think it's going to be a very, very slow rebuilding process. I do not expect them to be to be challenging for top four at least maybe give or take two seasons from now or three seasons because these things take time if you just if you enter the market and just decide to panic buy you might end up buying a team that lacks cohesion a team that can't actually play together and you start seeing and you just be seeing more of what you're seeing at what is happening at um, some clubs yeah they just rely on individual performances to win matches. No, but, so, but if history serves us right, we will say it worked at Monaco, it worked at Leipzig, it worked at uh, PSG, it worked at Man City. It's going to now, get, get the best money can get and instant success. Now, okay, now look, when you when you look at RB Leipzig, RB Leipzig. Yeah, they got promoted from the, I think, the second division. Got to the Bundesliga and I think finished top four that season. But then, RB Leipzig didn't just start one one day to start um, building this team. That's why I said the first thing for Newcastle, first to get uh, a head coach. Someone who they feel is the right person to be in that club for at least the next four or five seasons because Newcastle will need stability. They will need um, someone who will just come as, and act as a stopgap. Someone They need someone who is going to actually stabilize the club and recruitment this period is going to be very important because with the way Newcastle is now, yes, the money is there surely, but uh, you don't expect Newcastle to just go and sign Mbappe. It's not possible. It can't happen. So okay. I think there's just like you have the pyramid of pyramid of stars that you can actually get. So I think Newcastle will take a very very gentle approach. They will take it step by step. I don't I don't think they are they are that they are in a hurry to actually because uh, but this project I think in the next three years or four years we will start seeing the direction where Newcastle United will be going. So. The first thing first for them will be to change the head coach because um, Steve Bruce won't be the right man to actually take take um, charge of um, the ambitions that uh, the ambitions that the Newcastle owners have for the club now. So, okay. I believe um, well, it's, it's good news for Newcastle fans. Can you correct something? Do you realize Leipzig was created in 2009? This is not a team that was existing. So it was Leipzig is the Pure definition of instant success, even more than Manchester City. Yeah. Created Like when I no. say instant, yes, yes, because 
Barcelona were winning the Champions League when Leipzig were created. I mean, Leipzig was not existing when Arsenal played oh, in the last Champions League okay. final. Okay, Leipzig was created in 2009. But then, yes, yes, it, it took their time. It took their time to build to build a team capable of climbing the ladder. That's climbing the ladder of uh, German football. They didn't just climb the whole ladder one day. Okay, so answer me this. Answer me this. Answer me this. Sorry, Diego, I think I think uh, um, an example should be Chelsea. Immediately, Roman, 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 Roman took over. The success was instant. Immediately took over. I have a question for you. Marshall, I have a question for you. To answer me this, hypothetically, uh, Newcastle gets Conte as a coach. They end up getting top-notch defenders. Let's say Marquinhos and a Jerome Boateng. Jerome Boateng is free. can come there. He's still world class. He gets a uh, good left back. He gets average, not to the greatest of players, and he gets players that you know are capable of doing the job. Just money driven, and you have Anthony Conte. Do you think they will not compete for top four? Now, you go. Now, let me just you go. Let me clear you on something. You have Real Madrid out there. You have Barcelona. Even though Barcelona in a bad state out there, Barcelona is still as much a big club as you can find. You have Real Madrid. You have Barca out there. You have Liverpool out there. You have Manchester City. You have Chelsea. You have Man. You have teams that will actually pull you. See, Newcastle can't just... You don't expect Newcastle to sign yeah, a, boss, you a, know, a, a, a top know. five player next season. I don't see that as something... As, no, being realistic. Yes, this is a very, very good project for Newcastle. It's going to be enticing for any player. But it is going okay. to be too early for someone of maybe Mbappe's class to go to Marshall. Newcastle. Marshall, yeah. let's be... Sorry, let's be, sorry, 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 sorry to cut in, uh, Marshall, do you think if Newcastle brings in Conte, that Mbappe will not want to come? Do you think if Newcastle brings in who? Conte. Conte. Knowing that there is inflow of cash that they can Let me buy every single player they want to buy. Let me understand something. If it was about cash, Mbappe will not want to leave PSG to go to Real Madrid. If it was about cash, because PSG can pay him more than what Real Madrid can ever think of paying him. It's, it's, it's not for you. Remember, remember, it's about it's the project. Mbappe, Mbappe is still young. Newcastle's project, Newcastle's project will be so appealing to Mbappe because I feel like Mbappe wants to leave PSG because he wants a place where he will be the figurehead. Exactly, exactly. So, Marshall, Marshall. Mbappe Marshall. would rather go to Liverpool than go to Newcastle. Marshall, That's Marshall. Marshall. It's not, this, see, this thing nobody is not just for the one-year job. No, Marshall, now, Marshall, Marshall, nobody is will leave Abramovich could do that because they're just giving you an instance. Okay, okay. Marshall, can you, can you hear me, Marshall? Yeah. Okay, that's, I want to speak from history, not speculations now. History has shown us that when the money is involved, players tend to leave the so-called pedigree clubs. I mean, look at Aguero. Aguero signed from Manchester City. Aguero is one of the hottest strikers in the world. They went to Man City with just only money at the plan. Same with Robinho. 
Look at Falcao. Falcao did the same thing. Went to a Monaco that was coming from relegation. Falcao was top three best players in the world then. Ibrahimovic went to PSG that were just coming up. And Ibrahimovic was top three best striker. So history-wise, we've seen players join a club just because they have a very good plan and so we have sufficient cash. So it's not new. How did the Monaco plan work out in 2013? Exactly. No, no. When it comes to Monaco, look at Monaco. The minute they did that means they got they, they the went second. You the can't next just season. go buying. You can't just go buying players who who won't who won't, jo- who won't fit in into the club. That was the problem but, Monaco had in 2013. Um, they bought Marshall, Martino, they, they bought Marshall, Marshall, Rodriguez. Marshall, they bought Marshall, Marshall. Remember, yeah. remember I said something. I said something before when I was asking you that question. I said, if they get content, do you think content now? If Wilkins will get content, do you think content will go and panic buy? Understand something. Understand. Wait now. Everton. Everton had Carlo Ancelotti last year. Now, now because of Carlo Ancelotti, they were able to pull a player like um, James Rodriguez. Now, Carlo. Now, the issue now is this: as Newcastle, yes, they will get to that point where they will be packing um, world stars into that club. But what I'm trying to tell you guys that is, it is too early for you to think Newcastle will actually acquire a world beater at this stage. It is far too early. I don't, I, I don't see someone with the class of, um, of, of Aguero, Hurricane, leaving their team to actually join Newcastle at this stage. That's what I'm saying. Actually, I'm not Aguero, saying it Aguero can't happen. Aguero could be back for Newcastle, but not Hurricane. I'm just, I'm just saying. I think he would, because you are going to want challenge. Ah, there's no challenge Barcelona. Okay, Marshall, Marshall, I would like us to move forward. Okay. I just, want to... I just... I just... Roger, please a second. Marshall, I just want to give you. I just wrote a few players down. Now, hypothetically, Newcastle can land Anthony Conte clearly. Now, if they land Anthony Conte, they will be able to land players like Lacazette. Surely. Now, thank you. Now, these are the type of players you expect Newcastle to actually have that power now to actually land at this stage. Just wait. Just wait. wait. They're going to land Lacazette. They're going to land people like, uh, let's say, Saul from ATM after the loan. They're going to land someone like I said, Jerome Boateng. These are players. They can be able to land, let's say, Coleman. They can land a Dembele from Baka. These are very good players, but are not fitting into their club. They can land Coutinho. Now, giving Anthony Conte Coutinho, Lacazette. These are good players. Let's no doubt. In a year, Conte will go for top four first. Then the next season, he can now land people like Mbappe. So I'm talking two years tops. Understand? Because Newcastle is improving. That doesn't mean clubs like Manchester City, Manchester United, Chelsea, Liverpool, Tottenham will remain stagnant. Newcastle will be improving. Meanwhile, other teams are also improving. This is how football is. Now, for you to actually climb the top, you need somebody to actually mess up. That's the thing. That was how Leicester City came up. The, the season Leicester City won the Premier League. Most of the, the big teams that season were just messing up. Leicester City won the Premier League. 
maintain that consistency. Consistency will be the key for Newcastle. Because the first thing first for Newcastle this if they if they change their head coach, the first thing first for Newcastle this season will be to finish in the top ten. The next season they can now target a top six finish. Then from top six, you cannot start going for the top four. Because you don't just expect to just come one day. Because Marshall, have stars. Other teams have stars well, as well. Miss Chester, did they ever stay in top six before they won the league? Huh? Did Leicester stay in the top six before they won the league? No. Thank you. See, uh, my point, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I trust me 100%. But I'm trying to make you understand that uh, other clubs don't need to fuck up for you to step up. Just, all you need to do is, as they are stepping up, step up more than they are stepping up. It's just that. Because when my team are stepping up, no. other clubs are stepping up too. Very good. But they were Very not good. stepping up as no. good as other as, as Manchester. The Premier League, the Premier League is much different now than it was six years ago, eight years ago, ten years ago. When mind you, we are still dominating it. This is a different league. This is no longer. This is no longer a a, a league you win with eighty five points, eighty six points. You you have to understand that even as much as Newcastle are going to massively improve their squad in the next three years, you don't expect Manchester City to be sitting to be sitting idly just. For them to just sit down idle and do nothing. You don't expect Chelsea to actually sit down idle and do nothing. You don't expect Liverpool to actually sit down idle and do nothing. That's the thing I'm saying. I'm not saying okay. you can, can, can actually move forward and actually do big things. But then you don't expect those who are... You don't expect them now to just drop. You expect their performances. You expect the squad to also keep on improving year to year. And that's the problem man you are having now because man you feel that if they improve their squad next year, no other team will actually improve their squad. But this year they improved their squad well, but still they are not still getting there's no style of play, there's nothing. That's why nothing is working out for man you now. Nothing. Okay, we'll, 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 we'll piggyback to this later. We'll piggyback to this. So moving forward, you know, I'd like us to move a little bit out of England, just a little bit out of England. Now we'll move to uh what's name? Um it's uh Muslim, sorry, uh, France. You know, Mbappe had a meltdown recently in the media speaking about how he wanted to leave the club and his his issues with Neymar. Um, and you can't help but ask what is actually going on on PSG because now we're seeing a situation where players can say whatever they want. Do whatever, ask whatever they, uh, whatever way they like, and you ask yourself: Is Pochettino holding down the dressing room? I'm not talking about tactics now. I'm talking about the fact that Mbappe feels he's as big as Neymar, and Neymar is turning and leaning towards Messi. So I don't know the chaos in that club now. Is this something that Pochettino can handle? Chooks. What do you think about that situation in PSG, the locker room situation? I think um, Mauricio Pochettino has lost locker room. There's no way to handle it because these players, one thing about players of um, this um, high um, amount of players that they were cutting for, they all have ego. Especially Kinabu Mbappe, you know, Personally, is thinking I'm a World Cup winner, youngest World Cup winner. 
I am this, I am that, I am a star from Monaco, all that, and this which is just coming. Then there is Neymar, who himself again has his own ego. Then there is Messi as well, you know, Messi, Almighty Messi, System Ballon d'Or. You can't just, you know, and so many players are all riding on you. So, Mauricio does have caliber. I mean, what has he done for competitive What has he won? I don't think he has won the major trust. Was a Tottenham for the year, the new impression that Tottenham took up to PSG. The only trophy he won at the time was at the UCL final in 2018. So, he has lost the locker room. He's not the kind of coach that can hold down the locker room because he doesn't have that kind of pedigree. There are better coaches that have done much better business, much. Accolades that can easily wave off this player's ego, but not for Chetino. He could do things at Tottenham because the only body in Tottenham that has won the Tottenham player is that, um, you know, has that much accolade, but not with PSG that has Angel De Maria, as Kilan Mbappe, as you know, all these players individually have, have won trophies for their teams individually. You so he has lost it entirely. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, do okay. you think the addition of Messi destroyed the team harmony? Was Messi let, so far has Messi been a good buy for PSG? Yes. Well, so far, uh, maybe you want to say performance-wise. PSG, Messi has not been a good buy or something, but I believe Messi has been a good buy for them. Uh, I, I was because even before Messi came in, I never saw PSG as a cohesive team. I saw them as still a disjointed team. So I was thinking Messi coming in will have um, kind of gel them, bring them together and being able to find a pattern around Messi kind of but um, it's more like he has even does not worked out for them. I, I I think the coach is trying so much to play all the stars in one game. It doesn't work out. He can't work out. He can't he can't keep playing Mbappe as a as a striker. Mbappe needs to play as a winger. He needs to come in from the right or the left. He's good at that. We watched the match today against um was it called Belgium. He said Bambi was playing more of a left or a right winger and it was causing problems from that position. So you need a focal point in that PSG team and they need to make they need to stick with the striker instead of going with Mbappe as a striker. That will and once you go with Mbappe as a striker, you always drift either to the left or to the right. He doesn't stick to that um strike position. And Messi will always find a way to be number 10, want to give the pass, touch and go pass, and then need to have a point. So, uh, I believe PSG, PSG just, they need a better coach. They need a coach that will understand this team much better. Pochettino is just more like a polygonal soldier. They are just way, way over their heads. They are, they have a team of stars that they don't know how to handle. They just feel like they can just put someone in and expect a, an individual brilliance moment for them to escape a win 
or escape a draw or this and that and on the long run it's not going to work out it's not so i think they need a better and much much a coach with great inept abilities that can be able to understand these players much better and uh, PSG, PSG has had problems with their players. They've not been able to find that 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 um what's it called? Like uh, I don't know. Like they've not been able to find that spark other than just in their um, league one. But though last season they didn't still win the league too. The last wow. season was awful for them. But this season, I just hope that they can be able to find that spark with Messi. Well, let's let's look at something. For example, you know, I I don't really watch PSG matches, but I saw the one against Manchester City, and I noticed a few things. Now, Lionel Messi thrives in teamwork, synergy. He thrives in gets the ball, he gives you the ball quickly, transition quick. Now, Verratti, on the other hand, Verratti likes to hog the ball, draw in players, then release the ball. See, these are two different systems. Now, coming home, you see Mbappe wants to just push the ball forward, run. Proper, a proper out-and-out winger, run, hits the ball and all. Neymar, on the other hand, Neymar wants to show both, drawing players then cause damage. See, now, Messi can work with Neymar. Because while Neymar is showboating, he's close by, he can get the ball and do it few things. But Messi may never work with Mbappe because Mbappe is, uh, how do I put it, far too, like call it direct because he gives Mbappe the ball, he just wants to run. Messi needs to, you know, coordinate the ball, move. And you see, I, I see some situation where Messi gives the ball to Mbappe, comes close to get the ball, so he will move the ball. Mbappe just, poof. Well, you if you want to use that, if you want to use that, um, what's it called? That's another. That's uh, your explanation you just gave. Now, if we watch the match against um PSG, against um, Man City, the goal that Messi scored was um was one Mbappe. touch. Yeah, but, but was you, one you touch. Now for that goal, if you can notice, that was the only time in the whole ninety minutes they actually played to you know Messi kind of game. You watch around the game here. Yeah. Sometimes we come through. True. Then that's if true. They have, and so if I'm to advise someone like Pochettino, I'll say look. You have three players. You have Mbappe, you have Neymar, you have Messi. Let's call Verat. You have four players in the pitch. If history has taught you something, Lionel Messi way is basically the best way to play. Stick to his way. Like, give him the ball and let him move. And the, the issue is even beyond his coaching abilities, I believe. The issue is, is on the um, pitch of play. You give a player the ball, then he wants to do his thing before giving it to you. I saw there's, there was one time, uh, even you know, I'm a Barcelona fan, so they do this compilation of videos against that Man City and Club Bruge. There's a time Messi gave the ball to Neymar, Neymar returned it, gave it to Mbappe. Then Mbappe just, then they showed an exact video. When I say exact video, when Messi did that same thing with Jordi Alba, he gave it to Alba, when dropped it. As he gave it to Jordi Alba, he came to Jordi Alba, just dropped the ball, hit it. But this time, Mbappe just, poof. And had it been Mbappe, the acted because this the goal before the goal against Messi that was unlike Mbappe. This was one on one with defender. Mbappe would have paced that defender. But I don't know what touched him. He just now the point is for you to play well under Messi, you have to kind of uh, how do they say this? Bring yourself a level lower. If Messi gives you the ball, if you like the Cristiano Ronaldo, they are not Messi Cristiano. If you like the Delima Ronaldo, you have to just give him back. 
playing around the strength of Messi. Exactly. You have to play around his strength. If not, you will even Xavi and Iniesta have to at some point. So, you do. You I'm do. here, I'm here. You yes. won't deny the fact that against City, until Messi scored the goal, he was, I, I won't say he was um, MIA to some point. I won't say no, he, he but until, until he scored that goal, we could not see. It was either, but what if you don't just yourself? There's no, he, see all about he was actually. Listen, thing. Messi is how old? 34, right? Or 35? 34, right? Now, this is somebody I've spent over, or let's call it 20 years, playing in a team system football, meaning you work in a team. Normal Barcelona's football is it's a team, it's a process, and is now at the middle of it. Now, imagine playing over 20 years in a team football where I give you the ball, you give me the ball, give me the ball, give, then it goes to a team where it's do your thing. He's expected to. I won't like to. I don't expect Messi to score twenty million goals. Keeping the, it's not about Conte. I say it's not about Pochettino. It's about the players on the pitch. Mbappe will not play. Want to play to Messi's system. And Messi's system is very annoying to some point. I told some backup fans some time while while back that, look, Messi is, is is sweet to watch, but playing with Messi is not easy. But sometimes Messi is driving with the ball. You open for space. He will dribble past everybody and score. You don't know when Messi wants to give you the ball. You don't know when he wants to use you to dribble. So you have to be smart. You have to be up and doing. You have to be very physical. You have to before you play with Messi. It took Suarez almost a full year to understand playing with Messi, and Suarez is world class. Suarez had to stop. You know, Suarez is a, is a dribbler. Suarez has to stop dribbling. He had to understand. He has to take a step lower. So Messi gives him the ball. He gives it back to Messi. Then he opens up. But if he decides to play as he Suarez is, Messi gives him the ball. He dribbles. He kills Messi's game. So that's going to be a big problem for PSG. That's what I'm saying. It's going to be a very big problem for them because Messi's system of play sucks the full team. So unless the team did this, they have to have a meeting and say, look, Messi is the guy to run this club for us. Let's just play what he's playing. Then they will keep having issues or they rather not play him. That's the truth. So moving forward, moving forward. I want to talk about a team. I want. Ah, I wish um, this guy is here. Uh, Alaji Fuji is here because Barcelona. I want us. To, I, want, I want to put Barcelona. Um, how do you put? I want to put Barcelona in the in the, in the plate of good so you guys can banter Barcelona because there's some funny things going on now. Uh, Christian and Chine, I'll give you. I'll give it to you the day when it comes to Barcelona. Barcelona is a team so far. They said they are going through restructuring. Let's talk, forget. Let's, if I talk about transfers, they are funny. You sold your best players to your rivals. And that is, by the way. Now, they brought in a new president that has promised lots of things and failed in all. He said it will keep messy. It's not happening. He said they will make quality signings. Back end up with Dijon. And he said lots of things and none is working. Clearly, the coach is not working, but that's not the problem. The problem is when you look at the list of coaches they want to replace the coach with, you keep asking, what is wrong? Pelo is a very strong candidate to replace Koman. 
And remember, Pele was sacked in Juventus. Not, he did not resign. He was sacked. What do you think is going wrong at Barcelona? What do you think, if you were to blame someone, will you blame the board? Will you blame the coach? Will you blame the players? Will you blame the sporting director? What do you think is going wrong at that club? Now, uh, even before Messi left, I've always said that Barcelona, do, are you sure this Barca team is going to actually survive without Messi? Because I think um, the last time, recently, last past the few, past the few years, Barcelona has been buying players just for the sake of um, like say, spending money on unnecessary players. If you notice, Barca has been the only team that has spent roughly more than um, 100 million plus on players that turned out to become a liability to the team. Dembele, Dembele was bought for almost 100 million plus. Coutinho was bought for 200 and something million plus. Griezmann. Griezmann was bought for that same amount, and uh, I can uh, and uh, as you can see now, those three players, I don't think they were able to achieve anything in that Bakat team. So, from the time that Bakat started buying players, because I believe that Bakat, one of the Bakat's, um, one of Barcelona's um, identity was always the fact that they were good at um um was it got um. Taking their players from their youth team, La Messia was always their strength. But they somehow did not stick to that. Yeah, Fatih was brought from the La Messia too and all those things, but they didn't they didn't continue, they, they didn't grow that youth team well enough to be able to continue their normal trend. Or Messi, all those players that went through the La Messia team and came into the the first team, you can see how, how they were able to now build their players around Messi and all those things like that. But really, as the year goes by, they were not getting players. They kept on relying on Messi's abilities, Messi's strengths, which is good and fine. But it was more like if Messi doesn't get to play, they don't get to, Baka doesn't get to do anything. Baka will not be able to play football that day. So as the year runs down, it's more like the over-reliant on Messi kept on being visible. So Messi leaving kind well, of well, just... I think to some point I will agree, but I'm looking beyond blind Messi here. Chine, are you I know, I know, I know. I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get to that stage where you're asking me what's wrong with Baka as of now. Well, I know, I know that Baka's, Baka's problem, people will see Baka's problem as just a... Um, a coach a coach issue but i don't think so yes okay. it's a coach issue actually it's a coach let, but let, i think it's I'll, more of an internal i'll highlight some things now beyond okay. line messi we'll see things like you see uh barcelona's board for example the, the signings they make are terrible one no, those signings were terrible well, you said that Baka didn't spend a dime on those signings. No, I'm, I'm just highlighting the non-Messi issues. 
no, Roger, I'll, I want to give you the you'll be the next to talk. I want to highlight it before you now. We see things like that. You see things like getting the wrong coach. You see uh Baka going to projects without a clear plan. And now, most importantly, Aguero said something. Aguero said he got to Barcelona and he wanted to come for training and added that then the place is shut down. There's in um a report that came out recently that Barcelona trains this the least hours in Europe at time. Barcelona are training 2.5 hours while others are doing 8 hours. Basically, the work ethics there is terrible. You see the beauty of the players. Barcelona players are basically slim. This like they are living. Uh, they are basically not training. So it's not about Messi. Because even Messi was just covering this, uh, what I call it, the bad attitudes of the players. They are very relaxed. So, Roger, yeah. just yeah. speak away from Messi. What do you think is wrong? I will never speak with this making Messi in Barcelona because not the Barcelona player. First of all, uh, I am never a fan of criticizing uh, coaches. Up until Coman. Yeah, up until Coman. I've never been a fan of criticizing coaches. I've always felt coaches is best. Why they set up a they set up a team and the kind of formation they want the team to play. But up until come and I realized that not all coaches actually know. Some are just being stubborn and and how will I put it? Ridiculous. Some are just being over egoistic, like they don't know what they are doing and they still want to stop on the exit at, at the same time. So, personal problem is basically one thing. Personal has the players that can play. Forget the work ethic, forget the training hours. Personal players can play. We all see them playing for, for their national teams. We see them going forward at the international break. We see them playing, doing wonders. But they actually played all through the international break during this um, summer window. We know of um, Frank Trek the young. We know of Memphis Depay. We know of Sejibu Skates. And we are, we are just getting to know of Gavi now. You know, they, these, these lads can play football. They are that good. But our coach is the problem. He doesn't have Wow. Roger, let me let me ask, let me ask you a question before you continue with the coach. You realize uh let me uh, let me give an analogy. If I am in my house, okay. there's some things I don't do. You get but the minute I visit someone else, mm. the minute I visit someone else, I can't be sleeping by some time, I can't just keep mm. like anyhow, meaning I need to step up my game so yeah. you see yeah. my question is we, why do we continue blaming coach because Barcelona has had since uh, Lucho there's Ernesto Valverde there's Sertin there's Coleman I think four coaches and the same issue is keep blaming the coach in as much I agree Coleman is not doing a good job have we not seen a situation where these players these players in particular are so relaxed as Barcelona, like there's no challenge coming in. So regardless uh, of the coach, 
I've seen things like this happen. I'm I'm going to that. Just hold on. I really, I I really need to scratch out this statement because maybe I've it has been pushed up in me for a very long time, not trying to talk bad about coaches that Coman's issue, Oli's issue, Ateta's issue, Pochettino's issue has just been the last straw for me. So, uh, like I was saying, you mentioned Lucho, Ernesto Valverde, um, Tata Martino, and the likes. And I will say this I have never been one who have, I have never complained about all these coaches. I felt they know what they were doing. And I think you, you, were, you were both in the group, and I mentioned, I feel I need Ernesto Valverde back in the, in the squad. You know, the, that man knows how to win. At least the, the, the minor games that we are supposed to win easily, the easy games, we win it easily, like we are supposed to do. Even though we are not like his tactics, we are not like the, um, the team's approach to games. She gets it. So, Coman is just the problem. It's basically Barcelona's problem right now. After Coman, then every other problem comes, comes next. The, the, one, the one you mentioned about the um, they are being relaxed, they are ethical, they are um, they are um, way of doing things and their way of carrying out their businesses. I feel it is still left to the um, technical crew and everything. The players might be tired of the technical crew. I remember I, remember I, read, I, I read an article of, of, of a, a Interview and Pianish interview. Pianish has basically was mentioning how command doesn't know, really know what he wanted for the team. And same, same goes for Suarez. And there's this former player at uh, Valencia, when command was at, at Valencia. That man, that player said, Command doesn't know what he wants. Command doesn't have any tactical know how as a coach. He just takes a team anyhow and claims he knows something. He can't take a player. Spanish said he asked a command, What do you want from me? A command couldn't say shit. I couldn't even ask him, you couldn't tell him this is what he feels is wrong for him. Okay, Roger, we'll piggyback. We'll piggyback. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Command said things about Ricky Peach that he's too short, he's, he's, he's this, is that. And I swear, until recently, I just have to ask, ask myself. Wikipedia is short, accepted. But Pedrity is short. Gravity is short. But yet, Kuman please prefers to please both of them ahead of Wikipedia. What is going on? Um, I, I, nowadays, I just felt Kuman is just the problem. When it, we find the, the other problems from Okay. We'll, we'll come back to that one now as we all are nigerians i like to talk about i personally don't want to talk about it i personally don't want to talk about it you know i have a lot of, a lot of problems in my life that i avoid nigerian matches these days we are talking about common talk because i'm a i'm a hardcore nigerian fan i know a lot about nigerian football both grassroots and thing so i see the problems of nigerian football it is it's a disheartening and we saw Nigeria lose to a team that the closest they've won to the closest thing they've done to qualifying for a World Cup is winning just one match. They won only one qualifying match in their history. 
and the second one is against Nigeria in Lagos with our star studded team. So I will leave this thing, I will not even talk. I will I think I will go mute before I so chook um chooks. I'm, I'm giving you the floor. Okay. Uh, like I've always said, it's not even since today. There is nothing going coming from Nigeria. It's just like Nigeria is not serious. Because I don't understand how a team that is, it is not even how do I how do I describe it now? If you ask a primary school student now, which which country is such a they will not even know. That is how that is how an NGO team is coming to your bank like Lagos, in Lagos, and you cannot even. Playing a full 90 minutes, playing off target, short back and the problem is this. Uh, Nigeria has always had the problem of um, long before now, corruption in the federation. Because that's one of the reasons why they've not sacked the law to now. Not true. Let me uh, before you continue. Let me before you continue. Let me give you a download about Nigerian football. Let me just give us a brief understanding of what happened in this. Okay, so came into the club and he did his magic. Qualified for the World Cup for the first time with a game in hand. Nigeria usually qualified the difficult, so they gave him a new contract. Now, after giving him a new contract, he went to the World Cup. It was not too impressive, but he, he did some. There are some bright moments. Now, after the World Cup. They went to review his contract and they said in that contract there's a clause that says he needs to go find the World Cup or win the Nations Cup. Which before Nations Cup they wanted to sack him. Okay. And long story short, they did not. Now, the problem is this. It is written, this I'm telling you, it is written in his clause that he needs to field in some players from NFL, which drew a lot of complaints because NFL is usually trash. That he needs to he has a clause in the contract that he needs to watch a certain amount of nfpl games field a certain amount of players and there's this issue of quota that is why we keep saying america mm-hmm. because there's a there's a quota system in nigeria currently meaning you have to play as per tribes to some point every tribe must be represented now regardless if, of if they can play or not that's why we see shehu and Ahmed Musa, these things I'm telling you are clauses in the contract. This is not speculation. Now, you see, to that point, the coach is being handed to some points, the players. Now, before you blame the coach, I just want to point that out. Pinnick, that's the, uh, the chairman of Nigerian NFA, had a very strong role with him because he said Rob was using only European based players. And that will not work for them. Not just European based players, he was using a certain set of players and he does not want that. So they need they basically had issues, issues over contract renewal. So right now he's been given some certain players as far clauses signed in the new contract. Let's not talk about the salary being owed. Now to the coach problem. To the coach problem now. We've seen issues. Ro um, is more like a co-man or let's call it stubborn coaches. I also to use him now. He has been told time over time to play some certain players because they are good, they are good. But Raw is, you know, he has coached African teams a lot. He's a strong believer in African football. That means physical football. He's a strong believer. That's why we keep seeing Samuel Kalu, Moses Simon, and the rest because he believes in African football. He says in his interviews that 
these guys understand how to play with African tops. That is why we still see these people in the national team. So I just want to give you this guys this down this before you proceed. Okay, so that's it. Well, if if I'm going by this, then then I don't think. Well, if I'm going by this, that means it's not even coaches' um, 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 fault that the players are not performing because of the entire losses and entire. Um, well, coach has his own restrictions. 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 No, 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 no. See, what's now? I'm believer of this. Uh, if you don't give, you don't allow sports to do their job because of that bit. And then we are restricting them. We are giving them the um, condition of doing this. They, you can't, you can't really fully blame them for whatever outcome that you, that you receive, because it is done based on your own restriction and your own conditions. Do you understand? It's only when yeah. you can fully, when you can fully blame a person for a, a job not well done, is if you give person that unconditional free hand. Okay, we are trusting you for this. Deliver. The person doesn't, doesn't doesn't deliver, but it's like there's a shadow over him controlling him. That okay, this is what you're gonna do, and it's a restriction. And I must say, I will say more of the Joseph He just on looking. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, no. I see more of people doing the one than wrong. You don't just say like the manager is on looking. That's a figurehead because there's so many restrictions and things. I'm happy you mentioned Yubo. I I'm that now. This is what happened with Joseph Yubo. Now. As of two years ago, Yobo was not the vice. He had Roh picked his vice. So out of the blue, they appointed, imagine this, they appointed a vice, um, a vice, a, an assistant coach, and handed it to the coach, say, this is your assistant. So there are theories I that imagine. they wanted to sack Roh to bring in Yobo. There are theories I like imagine. that. What not? And yes, we had, yes. issues where, we had issues where Yobo dish out instructions to players while Roh is there. So the the whole point then um I think the NFA the NFA's um, um agenda is they need a Nigerian based legend to be part of this thing. You see, they they introduce some people. That's the plan. I think I think, I think it's because of because of money. They don't want to pay wrong. As they're looking no, for no, to push him out. No, they're that owing the they're, they're, they're owing the coach. I I think I read somewhere. I heard somewhere. That yeah. even before this final um, agreement that they had, it was a problem before before they could come to an agreement. Yeah, and they're still going. Yes, and they don't want to push him out. Salary. No, but that is not the issue alone. That's part of the issue. The eight month salary is an issue, but that's not the issue alone. One of the issues are, is this: Roy is a stubborn coach, like I said. He hands out um, invites based on merits he thinks. Now. There are some players he didn't he don't invite which they don't like. For example, Ian Nacho drop being dropped for the Nations Cup caused a big problem because Ian Nacho was uh to some well, point. You go, you go, you go, I understand what you have to say. And uh, that's my problem with this our country. When I say corruption first instance, you just where I'm coming from. You're trusting this man to deliver. I mean, you yourself said it yourself, yeah, right now. When he was first appointed, he made this leaving Nigeria to the World Cup with the game he had. I mean, coaches does that. It's always down, down to the to the last game, and then you are expecting Nigeria to to win by goal difference margin. But he did that. But 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 hold on. But he did that with the players that he wanted and he chose and he picked and he delivered. And now Nigeria FA are now and picking, you know, making choices for him. So the answer we are coming from, I say, coaching is 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 a problem. And now understand now that you have said it now, I understand fully well that it's not even it's not fully 
is problem because we still have that kind of puppet hand hovering over the coach's head. Yeah. Roger. Okay. Yeah. So, um, first of all, yeah, um, has his own problem. Yeah, clearly. Yes, I'm yes. coming. Yeah. But the problem with, with the issue of Genetro uh, and selections and some other things with his technical crew is the FA problem. The FA don't want to pay Genetro his eight months salary. That is true. Because if they say they are owing Genetro eight months, the FA has really received grants from FIFA in this last tournament that we had, but didn't pay Genetro, didn't pay the players. Even the playing, the players on the field of play are being owed salaries. That is the truth. So at the end of the day, the problem is not really even Genetro. They are just being Okay. Uh, uh, no. Okay, this well, is the thing. Just, and imagine Pinic. is trying to trying to put the blame on Genetro and the players. I can remember, I remember there was a time Dion Balogun granted an, an interview saying the FA are owing them and they are not they are not even showing remorse in trying to pay them or telling them anything. And imagine imagine Pinic came out and trying to say yes, but the, the kind of um the kind of how do how do they put now the kind of brand they've created for these players the players should be um grateful to the foundation uh, which is so absurd from the traditional president. At the end of the okay. day, it's just like, yeah okay yeah. what what's positive? Hugo hold on like. General, eh, most of these players you see that you have been so are very, very good. You cannot take it from there. As, as a point, that I, I was I saw the Nigerian score that we had that General picked, and I was and I was very, very proud of the team that yes, we really have something going. And Nigeria is number three in Africa because of General. Now, there's nothing wrong if we have most foreign based players in the team. I don't understand this why we are having. Um, um, they, they, I mean, we have we have the like, the home team already. Leave those ones. Okay. If Keshi could use home team to win the airport, it is his team. Nobody forced um, him to pick um, foreign based. So why are they uh, putting him in general zone? I want, I want, zone? I want us. I want us to move forward. But I, I before I move forward, I know we we played. Um, Roger, we played the part of. We played the part of. Let's say. Uh, the advocate of Genetro, but I want to point out a few things that will move forward. Now, coming to Genetro as a person now. Okay. Genetro has issues with selection of players in the sense that we saw Onoa who play sometimes above Oshimen, which was not making any sense to everybody on earth. So, we saw that happen. Now, when you look at Genetro's squad, even to Afcon and to the World Cup, he has this flaw where people are not even in agreement with. He has this flaw which he takes half of his team are defenders. He believes in this. He's, he's a strong believer of if you can't win, don't lose. So he's usually conservative. Now, the last squad he picked, he picked four centre-backs and six wing-backs. You see people like Omero, um, Ekong, Balogun, Omero, Ajayi, which are four centre-backs. 
Then you see in the right back position, he pick Awazim, Shehu, and um, this guy from Offenham, um, Apoguma. That's um, that's seven. Come to left back, he pick Jamil Collins and picks this other guy. That is ten defenders out of twenty-three. Then after picking ten defenders, he does not really pick a flair player. Then he goes with Etebo, Ndidi, Franconica. This is at three DMs. Three players are at best central midfielders. This is thirteen out of twenty-three. Then picks in Juaribo. Juaribo is a box-to-box. He's not really an attacking player. He just is an attacking player, but he operates from deep that is 14 players and you have no flare player then he picks only will be in midfield that is how many 15 players we are not talking of three goalkeepers which is making 18 out of 23 so you see i have 19 20 25 players up forward only just five usually this is his standard squad this is his standard squad 10 defenders each time he picks and three goalkeepers this is 13 defensive players out of 23 every single time so you see let's go beyond uh, anything now the coach has an issue you cannot have a nigerian squad like this and keep picking these kind of players i don't think Gershaw's selections are the problem it could it could right. consider 23 defensive players so far is Turning out the results, he's right. I mean, even even uh, this this England coach went to the Euros with more how many midfielders, and he still went to the final. Yeah, yeah. It's not the final. But guys, guys, if, guys. If, if a coach goes with uh, the player, is confident to it. Guys, guys, I don't say, no problem. I don't talk to you. I don't talk to you. You go. You are. You actually. You are supposed to. You actually played this game to favor. What you said, you were favored Genoa at the end of the day. You were supposed to say your chance goes about um, Genoa and his uh, favoritism, and this My is problems. on Genoa's part. It doesn't you use our contradiction was serious when you made when you made earlier. Genoa likes African players or something. Genoa doesn't like local based players. No, no, he doesn't. It's foreign base. Because of the federations prognosing into into his affairs. Even on the pressure from the federation. No, no, no. Um, Roger, Roger, Roger. Roger, let me let me clarify what I said. Let me clarify what I said. He does these people are not African based. Moses Simon and Sam McCullough are non-African based, but their style of play is physical rather than technical. So we prefer okay. the physical and the technical. Okay. You understand? Okay. That's what that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. If if if, if you just sorry, if nothing if something is working, don't fix it. Okay, if now is now, working, don't now, don't fix it. I don't talk to dwell now. Let's not dwell on this. Now I want to explain something. You, you said no, Roger, wait, you said, you said it's if it's working, let's not change it. I'm coming. Let me now. This is the problem. It is not working in the sense that Nigeria on paper has the best squad in Africa, even more than Senegal. Um, because you, Senegal, go. you go, hold on. The squad, hold on, the squad that we see now is not even cannot hold be Senegal. No, wait, hold up. Let me explain to you what I mean on paper. Senegal has less than seven good players. When I say world class, Nigeria first eleven by pedigree plays in nothing less than Premier League 
La Liga, and Italy. Now, on paper, we should be winning cups. On paper, we should not struggle. On paper, we should not lose. But you can see to whom much is given, much is expected. You, we hope you understand that you have been given all these players, and yet you have gotten Nigeria nothing. This is like an only situation. So it's not about growth. It's not about losing. You are expected. This is how many years Sorry, now? You go. Sorry, sorry to cut you short there. But you, you also said it in, 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 that, in, in this uh, um, segment now. In the beginning, when this one was given the free hand, you can attest that there was growth in the Super League squad. So what you can see then, what you can see then, is qualification. But he did not you win go, the match. You go, you go, you go. You attest to see that before they went to the competition, everything. As when the NFS started interfering. No, that's the World Cup. They, did, the they, did, not, they, did, they did not they did not give him free hand to go with the squad he wanted to his tournament. Instead putting main home base, select this, select that, people generally started questioning the, the style of selection. Okay, we, all, we, are, all we, 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 are, we are all problems. Even journalists are questioning the, the selection and then he has to bear because you have to be good with the with the media. No, no, let talk about the NFL. The media and itself, I won't, I won't judge it. You have to be intense with, with the media, you know, you have to be intense with everybody, and then you are bending you know, down to their, to their position. Let me pick one or two and put this. Okay. So, you know, let's you know see. We'll come back to this. I want, us, I want us to run through. I just checked. We need to run through Italy and Belgium, then we'll come back to Nigeria before we close this. Okay. I just want us to run through Italy. Italy has lost their first game in over three years if i'm not mistaken against and then, i know wait and they're losing to a spanish side that lucho took the biggest risk of all i would say one of the biggest risks of all that time he basically told the world told the media which we're talking about he gave them the middle finger and said he will pick what he wants fielding an inexperienced player in the name of gavi Playing Ferran Torres up front, do you know how many big players this guy is, this guy dropped? Bringing in players that naturally will not make most teams, first team that's starting eleven, then using these players to do wonder. I mean, it's a masterclass because it worked, but it was risky as hell. So uh, you know, you know, you know, you go first off, yeah. Lucho knows the players very well. He has worked with Ferran Torres at the Euros. He knows Gavi from the La Masia while he was while he was um, at the Elms of Affair at Barcelona. So he knows these players. He knows what Gavi can bring to the table. See, if if not for the fact that Pedri was injured, he would have preferred to use a Busquets, Pedri, Gavi in the middle. That is Lucho, and that is. It's worked. It's a gamble, and it's worked perfectly well. And the rest, as as we all know, is history. There's nothing to say about it. There's nothing to analyze. Okay. Okay. Okay, Chooks. Chooks, are you here? Yeah. What do you think went wrong on the side of Italy? This is the first time you're considering two goals in a very long time. So, what do you think went wrong? What did Mancini get wrong? Uh, I just think um, 
the god of football abandoned the Italian um, football team because I mean you can't even say it, it was the red card even for the red card they were they were already one 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 go down. Spanish squad had everything working for them. They had their tactics at hand. They had everything going to that game. And let's not be let's not be um, biased. The Spanish squad were the underdogs. Everybody had Italy to win because they were at home. They are current Euros champions. They have they have this longest unbeaten streak. They are not easily beaten at home. They can't come to um, San Siro and want to defeat this first Italian squad. And then they have a very good manager, Roberto Mancini, which was very, very good. I mean, he led Basti to their first trophy in 50 years. So, you know that the Spanish team were the underdogs going into that um, um, fixture. So, from the moment the, the game kicked off, the Spanish team rushed the Italian um, team and then scored the first goal immediately, very early, within, before, before the 20 minutes, it wasn't the first goal. And um, next thing you're seeing the red card for one of their key center back, Bonucci, which I want to say was a silly red card because he's not supposed to get to that second yellow. As a as a professional player that he is, he knows things like these kind of situations. These things cost your team. So it was later on in the game that the that the Italians got themselves back and pushed hard and shoot what they are made of. I mean, that kind of Spanish score, you don't, don't score, they are 10 man down, and you are trying to pull, pull one back and you actually do it. So it was more of bad run of, um, bad luck for the Italians on today. I mean, on paper, the Italians were poised to win that team. So I feel like there's, Italy, imagine you that you scored normally as a as it does, this, I mean, this is a big sport, this is a tiny, tiny, tiny sport. I don't think there's any, any changes that were made that from the last European season. Most of the players that played at the uh, title uh, winners, the ones that led Tigers to how many um, games on beating. So, okay. even at the, the midfield, the front, the defense, no, no changes. So, just the Spanish um, tactics that worked on the night and then front Tigers and then the red card now was in the situation. But then again, they really tried. Before I come to the player I'll talk about, I just want to because I noticed something. Now you see, Spain has this thing. If you play possession football against Spain, you are bound to lose. Especially when they're in their prime, when they're hot. So I think probably that was the problem. Italy were trying to con- um, contend that midfield with them. And you see Gabi running right against a whole variety of Jorginho. But I'm not sure because I didn't really follow the game that much. Now, I want us to talk about Chiesa. The machine, the Italian machine. Actually, actually, I have I'm following Chiesa since Fiorentina, even before Juventus. God! And I'm, I am God. not surprised that the boy is a star. I am not. Guys, I want to see a match where he is at the right, Haaland is central, and let's put anybody at the left. These guys are machines. Do you know what he has? has Yeza knows how to use the speed together with the ball. He knows how to run down the flanks with the ball 
on his feet. He knows you very, very well. And so he, he, he comes at you with if, if you try if you try to, to come with fear, Kiesa in the middle, you might easily take him off. But if you that flag, you cannot. He will surely outrun you with the ball. He will surely maneuver the ball against you on that um, um wing side. So I'll be following Kiesa from Fiorentina and I am not surprised that this is what he is right now because he is very, very good. I'm only shocked that he didn't he didn't flourish. Well, he didn't flourish with Ronaldo. I mean he should be giving assists and scoring with Ronaldo when Ronaldo was in Juventus. But now that Ronaldo is not there, you can see that he's, he's even shining more brightly. So the boy is just is a machine. God. So let's move to Belgium. Roger, are you still with us? Yeah, yeah. So now Belgium, I did not see the game. Belgium, is it Belgium France, right? Belgium played France. Yeah, Belgium yes. France. Belgium, France. Now, Lukaku in Belgium is a different gravy. I don't understand it, but Lukaku in Belgium just knew how to put the ball in the net. I'm not a strong Lukaku fan, but I have to give it to him that somehow, somehow, Lukaku is good. So what do you guys think about that match in general? Because I did not see the game. First off, first off, a point of correction. Lukaku anywhere else other than England, um, other than Chelsea or Manchester United, is different Lukaku. Okay. okay. It is more of the um, style of play in um, in the leagues he is in now, in the teams he is in now, than um, his own personal play. If the formation, the tactics of, of his form, of his team is not working, he won't. He, 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 it won't help him out. So it won't He won't get the goals, and that's what is happening to him at Chelsea now. The Kaka at Inter was a, was a, was a beast. She gets the Kaka at Inter was a big beast. He scored goals. He make assists. Not the one he is now at Chelsea. It might, it, might, it might come to the ground, but never can tell. Okay, so Chooks. Chooks. Yeah. So, KDB. Kevin De Bruyne. That's another Belgium, like the long made player. He has not done it for City so far, but in Belgium, Carlos, come on. And one other player, while we talk, Benzema too. Benzema of France. Benzema has been, I don't know, it's like Ronaldo was taking away Benzema's shine. If you're talking about players that does it more for their country, I think you mentioned Carrasco. If you see what he does for it here, and you see what he does for Belgium, you notice that there's a very big difference. But coming for Kevin De Bruyne, I mean, it's it's KDB. Ever since he left Wolfsburg, ever since he left Chelsea for Wolfsburg, his name has always been on our lips. Yes, I think he's, he's, he has grown to be a midfield maestro that there's no game you won't see any part. For City, I would say because of the injury coming from you know, the Euros and he has the, the injury and he hasn't had much games coming there. But I think that he already picked up from Southampton that he came up at the sub that the Juicers were. And then he played the Chelsea, started against Chelsea game. And then the Liverpool game. Those are the few games that he had, and you can see that it was as if nothing was missing. You, 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 don't, you don't feel that something was missing from the entire spell players player they had for. So KDB has, is a is a very very good professional footballer. That when 
easily there. It, 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 it comes up superbly. Yeah, I mean, if you watch the Euros game, Belgium, Denmark, you know, them, the Danish team really the, 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 the Belgians for most of the first half, second half, until KDB came into the match and changed the game entirely for the for the Belgians. So he's world class. It's what and I only wish he can he can win um an individual award, you know, Euro European because nice probably um if City could win the um could have won the Champions they could have won the Ballon d'Or or something or even the European best because he really really deserves it. Then coming to Benzema, ah, uh, I mean, are you talking about Benzema in Algeria or Benzema in France? Because they are both one and the same. Except the Madi, I want to get understand your Benzema um comparison. Is it one in Madrid or one in France? Benzema is basically just coming back to France. He has been on fire for Madrid first since Ronaldo's yeah, so, yeah, exactly. So he has got yeah. fire in France now. Yeah, yeah, he has actually. He has. I mean, he watched the Euros. He played in the um this um Euros and he was France leading goal scorer. I mean, someone that has not played in the French national for for years. He didn't he didn't play in the World Cup 2018. So he's just Benzema. He's a he's a he's he's, he's a world class striker. That's what I can say. I feel, yes. I feel, Roger, what do you have what happened to Benzema at the Euros or what happened to France at the Euros because it was them trying to not play Benzema as a free guy as a free player to roam in the forward line I feel that was France being at the Euros I think against Belgium Benzema was allowed to roam leaving Mbappe to allow to roam no, no focal line Anybody can be there and score, even though they have a target man on the field, even though they have, they have a focal point on the field, they have a poacher on the field, they still know recognize they play with like they don't have a recognized um number nine on the field of play, and that's what that's what worked for France today. So, you get so, um, but going back, I feel uh, Hugo, you didn't mention you, I feel the player you should have mentioned first should be Hazard. That name fits to the building to that building of a different player for your club side and a different player for your countryside. And then Hazard today was a beast. Because of whether it was a beast or not, you can't ignore the fact that I am not really happy with this Belgian project. The Belgians is all about you playing your best games against top side. When those no, no, no. the squad individually, eh, you cannot. You know why they are so special for to me, the Belgian squad. I love the Belgian squad because you can only count, you can only count, you can only count few of the players that are really, really recognized. But yeah. see as a team, That's see as true. a team. That's not true. Are you saying Belgium? How many players? Okay, let's look at their defense. Do you, do you watch? Do you watch Denaya week in week out? Or do you, know Boyota, do, do you know Boyota? Do you know Boyota is still in the Belgian squad? Do you know that they see 
Do you know the CF that was there for Mali and Yam? No, no just wait. It's going to Saudi Arabia. And just wait. Chooks, chooks, chooks. Let's, let's take a roll call. The keeper is Kutwa. I just said few. I just said all of them players. I said you can only count few of their players that are really world class. Don't think you should be saying that you can only count few players that are not world class. The midfield comprises of Tilleman. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You go. You want to compare Tilleman to the French midfield? After that, has the strongest squad on paper. Or you want to compare Tilleman to the Italian midfield? Of variety is um, 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 what's his name? The only player in midfield you can count to the penal squad is Jules Mertens. Do you know that? Togan Hazard. Togan Hazard is the forward. Look at, no, no. You know, look at it now. But you know, look, let, me, let, me, let me get the Belgium squad. Let me, let me not speak. Let me get that squad. The Belgium squad. Batshuayi. Batshuayi might not be the world class, but he's a very, he's a very decent player. There is um, um, Lukaku. Who is a world class striker? There is um let's let's go to the midfield. Let's go to go to the Belgian midfield for kind of yeah. go to the Belgian midfield. I think I would use midfield. Yeah, I mean they just even brought in Trossard into the squad. Because I see because they are because they are watching him in the EPL now. When you want to compare to Trossard, they compare to other forwards. Chooks, Chooks. Let me call the players now. Chooks, are you are you are you with me? There's, there's Alex Witzel in the midfield. Alex Witzel was injured. Witzel was injured for most of the entire distance. So there's no just came back no. during the Euros. I'm the team now. I'm talking of the team now. There's Witzel in that team. In the midfield. There's Ed Hazard as a 10. In midfield. There's Kevin De Bruyne. Yes. In midfield. Huh? Now, there's still a man. This, this four players are capable of winning the Premier League. Now, coming yeah. to their bench, imagine a bench that has um, um their bench is Trussard, Bashwai, Don Decker. I didn't even know Don Decker is from this club country. He is, he is the, the worst guy. See, in defense, what I'm trying to say is what I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to say is this. See this Belgian squad. Eh? I I love what the idea of them as a team more than individually so it's only it's only it's only painful to start with this kind of team you're only having near misses because you walk up you cannot get to the final you go to euros you're crashing out before getting to the quarter finals now you're now you're interesting crashing out before the semi-finals i mean is it is it that the coach they had they have henry they have martinez okay let's say martinez is not even a world class coach because I mean for me can he brought him to the better squad. No. Anyway, so, but, but um, if I'm to pick back if I'm speaking back this thing you're saying to Nigeria, it's like the same thing. This this is actually like Nigeria. He has everything but he's not winning anything. But I will not let's not go on that. Now I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, actually Chuk is trying to share you from the fact that this team are superstar. Have a, a superstar, a superstar squad, and they are also playing you very well as a system. They, are, they have individual talent and also playing you as a very as a, as a system. The only thing which is that being now is the um, trophy, which is supposed to cap up their um, their performance. 
see appreciate the fact that they are individual talents all um from this from the keeper to the striker they have individual talents what class talents in that team the Belgian squad and that is that's the truth that's the fact and they are also working as a system the team is working and it, is, it shows in their rankings so we appreciate um, Roger Roger see yeah. I love the Belgian squad I really appreciate the Belgian squad. I mean, throughout the whole of Europe, until they, until they, until they bowed out, I was supporting the Belgian squad. And I know what they stand for. I mean, if you saw this squad in Euros 2016, and now you can see that there's a big difference. Each of these players has, has grown, and they've improved very, very well. So, my only issue is the lack of um, finishing to the last. It gets you see to the point that yeah, this is a first they are the one to I mean how often do you see the European squad like this? You know what I mean like this? It's not good. It's just like Croatia being one It hardly ever happens. If it's not one pass like the French national team or Spanish or English or Italian, you hardly see or them have been one number one. Do you understand that kind of thing? And then they are one number one and then can't get them to the finals. There's also the luck of the draw. Look at look at who knocked them out of the, of the World Cup finals, France. Is who, who knocked them out of this European final, France. At least one of the best team also knocks them out of the finals. Who knocks who, who knocks them out from from the Euros? From some, this this French team did not go far in the Euros than the Belgian. If Belgium had faced this French this French team in Euros, would have beaten this French team. I mean, they had the way to zero up. But there's other, another issue of that. The French team were only playing. We all, one of the French team were good, but they, they had this um system. They were not playing as a system at the Euros. We all know that. They were good, very well individually, and we all know how good they are as a team. We all know. Yeah. So it is not. It is the, the French might not be might have been good at the Euros. But they have the quality. They have everything to be good at this. So at this UNL today, and they showed it today because what 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 what's transpired at the US is not happening now. It has been sorted. You know, at the US, there's there was this issue of um, Benzema, Giroud, and Mbappe. Okay. Okay. Right. So it's, it's That's true. Just, uh, but I feel like the better score needs to change management. Martinez yeah, is not yeah. it's, it's not yeah, it's it. I think this I'll I'll add that one point to be going very very far. And they to go with how 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 the Okay, um, before before we round up, I just want to chip in something this thing. I think we should cut the Belgian teams of slack because no matter how good they are, there's only they have always been a better team ahead of them. In the sense that uh, France, you cannot compare the stars they have to France. Neither will you compare the players they have to Italy or even a lot of teams have better players. So Belgium is good, yes, they're strong, but 
let's be honest, we don't expect the Belgium to beat France on a very good day. You don't even expect Belgium to beat England when we talk of player capability. Now, going to the international stage, Brazil is more star-studded than Belgium, if I'm being honest. So is Argentina. So it's, they are actually trying. The only problem I have with them is uh, not beating teams like Denmark. Yes, we can fault them on that, but apart from that, man, they are trying their best. To win a World Cup is not easy. To win an international trophy is actually hard. Because you might face a team that is formidable. And that's the end of the competition for you. So, we should cut them some slack. They are giving their best. They might never win a World Cup, let's be honest. But if I look at Netherlands, will you compare them to Netherlands of old? Netherlands has one of the greatest players on earth, and they've never won a World Cup. Netherlands, Netherlands, those ones who have some very good players, then. They've always had very good players. They've had World Cup. But they, they can't just win the World Cup. So, that's it. Well, with this, I would say uh, thank you guys. We have come to the end of today's show. I would have loved to talk about Premier League, but I think we'll do that on Sunday. We'll talk more about our teams. We'll have up time. I'm, I'm sad. I don't want to talk about it. The table is injured, but. <laughs> no, good night, that's, an, that's, what, that's an, a Nigerian loss. You go good night. Exactly. <laughs> the table is out. What is losing? Nigeria is losing. And yet, some people don't see. Some people don't see. I'm giving you, I'm giving you topic now. For information, you enjoy a lot because indeed he was not at the midfield. He was injured. But see, I tell you, if you are listening to this, speedy recovery, come back stronger and shame your people. I have to mention this. When will we stop recording? Our matches, our local matches, nineteen ninety five version of cameras. Well, that issue is actually political. It's political, very political. Let me okay. Let me, the most confined country again. Exactly, it, it's no, a very funny right. thing. It's like it's all about. No, it's all about. And if want to collect money for 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 TV rights. Exactly, that's the problem. It's not just about um, so, um, Super Sport alone. It's that lots of people, they, 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 you know, they signed this deal with Aito. There are different deals Nigeria have signed, and it is only NCA because NCA is a national that can air it. If you add Nigeria match, they will be late. Um, Chooks, do you know that they contracted a stadium to Julius Vega? You don't get what I'm trying to say. For we to build afresh. To uh, renovate. And Julius Becker has never done a stadium. Yeah, like I yeah. said, when it comes to Nigeria matters, see, uh, one problem you can never write off. You cannot deal with corruption. For us, surely true. <laughs> surely, surely true. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's, it's, it's so deep. Yes, no matter how much chemo, chemo you, you, you can take, it's only kill you. It's corruption. It's only cancer, man. It's it's cancer. It's cancer. It's it's cancer. Cancer. It is so. You cannot kill you, though. This one. This one is exactly All the same. We wish Nigeria luck. We wish them qualification, which is, I think, is almost impossible at this point. Because I wait, don't wait, see what you say. Nigeria has been games away from home. They struggle to win this away from home. 
Roger no. is having with looking a looking they have the ring is away from home. No, we are going to yes, they are going to see how away. No, choose not that. Not that. Why I said it's almost impossible is because we are at a point where only one team will qualify for the World Cup and we are in the same group with Egypt. These are the games we should be winning. See, uh, no, no, we are not. We are not. The only four teams is Nigeria, Liberia, Central, um, Central African Republic and um, Cape Verde. And Cape oh, Verde. okay. I thought we were yes, the same. Yes, and Cape Verde. The agency is the group is, is Afcon. Yeah, you cannot hmm. beat them in Lagos, you beat them in their house. Put, you beat them in their house, in their backyard. Go and stick, me now. stick your, stick, stick your, stick your life series on it. All, all, all the same guys. All the same guys. All the same guys. All the same yeah. guys. Thank you. Thank you for joining today. And we'll see you on Sunday, same time, same place. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Good night. Good night. Good night.